tell you a little story because it's important for what I'm going to share this morning. But for the last months here, the, we, this has been a saying in my family. And, and, and so yesterday I had tremendous confirmation because I'm walking in the store grabbing some things we needed. And I, I'm, I'm like zooming through the store. Like I'm not even trying to buy anything or shop or anything. I'm just going in there grabbing what I need and, and to come back because we had this wedding. And so <laughs> I passed by and the colors of this shirt just grabbed me. And I went to look and I was like, oh, no way. But this has been a saying in our family for some months now. And we've been saying, make it count. And with everything that we've been going through for the last months here with the passing of our parents, every time we feel weary, every time we feel tired, we say to one another, we've got to make it count. We've got to make it count. Everything, like we don't have time for anything else but making it count this season. And so we end up going and, you know, whatever discouragement comes in, whatever uh, we're battling at the time, we're like, we got to go do something productive. We got to go in there. We've got to move stuff around. We got we to gotta, we gotta get things moving because we have to make every opportunity count this season. And so I saw this top and I was like, oh, my God. I was like, that's so like you, God, that you would just put it right in front of my face. Like, this is what you need to talk about. And so the Lord had been telling me about, about time. And he says, you know, everybody thinks they have a hold on time. Like, and we always push everything further in time, thinking that, that we have a hold on time and that we'll always have more than enough time to do things. And this is the way I felt. And when this stuff happened with my mom passing and my father-in-law passing, the Lord began to talk to me about time. And he says, just when you think you have a hold on time, that I'll do whatever next week, I'll do whatever tomorrow. When I was younger and I first came to know the Lord, there was this song we used to listen to. It was an old song, uh, like a gospel song, and it was called Tomorrow. And my husband would always play it, and it was like, tomorrow, tomorrow. And this guy in the song kept saying, yeah, I'm going to do it tomorrow, God. I'm going to serve you tomorrow, God. Tomorrow I'm going to do such and such, and tomorrow I'm going to do this. And it was always later. And the Lord began to speak to me uh, yesterday about that, and he's like, we always think we have a hold on time. Like, we have so much time in the world to put things aside of what God wants us to really do. And I began to pull from that. And I was just like, you know, God, you know, because through this whole thing, like, I went through a lot of pain losing my mom and losing my father-in-law. And it was a very painful situation. And I started to realize that I didn't have a hold on time, that I couldn't turn back time and do and say things that I really wanted to do and say you can't go back. We have to live in a now time. We have to take every opportunity, take everything that we have now to do it now and don't think we have a hold on time because we don't. <clears throat> I had to literally go into the place where every breath I had to redo my schedule. 
because I was getting very, very busy, very, very busy doing a bunch of things. And I had to reschedule myself and purposely get in that secret place with the Lord. I had to shut everything down. And I said, God, I said, all I need is you right now. All I need is you. All I need to do is be with you. I don't need anything else. I don't, I don't need anything else but to be before you. And I literally felt like a child again with the Lord. I literally wanted to get on my papa's lap. And I wanted to crawl up inside of him and say, God, this thing is so painful. I can't even express to you, God, the pain that I feel. And the Lord would come in in these moments in this secret place with him. And he would always come and comfort me and put healing in my heart. And he would encourage me and he would say, you know, you have to remember Psalms 91. And I began to remember because that is something that has been spoken over my life for many, many years. That is where my whole ministry began was in Psalms 91. And I want to read it to you because there's so many, this whole past two weeks, I've had so many phone calls of people that have been in very painful situations. And there's so many people in pain right now, like emotional pain, like mental pain right now. And I've been helping them battle. There's people battling cancer. There's people battling mental things in their mind. There's people battling, and they're in this pain. And the Lord says, even though they're in this pain, there's a, there's, there's a way of relief. Everybody who's in pain, they don't want to be in pain. All they want is the relief. All they say, all they do is they get to a desperate place with the Lord, and they say, God, I don't know how to get out of this pain. I don't know. I just need some kind of relief. I don't want to feel this pain anymore. I don't want to be wrapped up in this pain anymore. You got to come and you got to rescue me. You got to come from heaven and you got to do what a good father does and wrap me up and take me and comfort me. And so I began to read again Psalm 91. I hadn't read it for many years. And I went back there and it says, those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust in him. He will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly diseases. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and your protection. Do not be afraid of terrors in the night nor the arrow that flies in the day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, though 10,000 are dying around you, these evil things will not touch you. Just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the Most High your shelter... No evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home. And he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. And they will hold you up with their hands. 
See, when you're in this pain, that's what you need. You need to be held up by the angelic. You need God to come and hold you up that you can stand on his word and stand on truth and not the lies. So you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. You will trample upon lions and cobras. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. And when they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. Somehow the enemy always makes us seem we're all alone and like we're in this painful place and we're all alone. And he's telling us right there, he's there to rescue us. He's there to come against the enemy's schemes and take us out of trouble. And then it says, I will rescue and honor them. Not only will he come and rescue us, but then he stamps it with honor. Because then we feel embarrassed, like, oh, my God, you, like, how could I even feel this way? How could I be like this when I'm a believer and I know God and I know the truth? And then he comes and he says, I'm not only going to rescue you, but I'm going to honor you in that weak state. I'm going to honor you in that place of being in pain. I'm going to honor you when you're at your weakest, when you're at your lowest, when you don't have nowhere else to go. I'm going to honor you. That's the way the kingdom of God works and functions. It says, I will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. So I began to pull from that and I said, God, I said, people everywhere around the world are in pain. They're dealing with things. They're, and most of these people are the ones that you see smiling it's the ones that you see, like, all around you. You would never think they would be in this painful state, and most of them are. So sometimes we have to stop running for just a bit to breathe in God's goodness, to begin to dream again with him, go off on an adventure with him, <laughs> allow the joy of the Lord to fall around us, through us, and be, in, be with us. And then not only that, but the people that are in pain, they have to realize that there's still God. But God. <laughs> he always has another side to the pain. There's always a flip side to that pain. And in this process, I kept saying, God, when this pain is gone, like, I need to find a way out. Like, I can't stay in this moment of pain for all my life. I've got to find a way out of this pain. Because this is not what you've desired for your daughter to have and to be. And all of us here, he doesn't want us to stay in that place of pain. He wants us to be healed. He wants us to be overcomers like we were singing this morning. He wants to push us and, and, and gird us up like the angels do in 91 and hold us up on his word. That he's like, now, now I'm going to gird you up, honor you, rescue you, and then I'm going to push you forward into something new. And the Lord began to show me that. He was just like, look, you've got, you've got, to, you've got to stand up. You've got to move on from your pain to the promises. And he says, just like the people when they were looking for the promised land, 
when they left everything they knew and they were going somewhere else into the promised land, they didn't know what it was going to look like. They didn't know what it was going to be. But they had to trust in God to keep moving forward. And even though I don't know what the promises are or what they look like, I know that there's promises because he says there is. And so I get that one piece, and I, and I just kept saying, God, I, I've, got to, I've got to get out of this pain for a whole generation. It's never just about us. It's about a whole generation that is hurting and that is in pain, and they have no idea to get from that place of pain to get to their promises. And every time, Robo every time you want to go into your promises and you want to cross over, the enemy right away comes up and says, but what about this hurt? And what about when this happened to you when you were a kid? And what about when this, when you went through that? That God doesn't love you and all this stuff, right? And then and then and then we we shut down. And here we are in this pain all over again. And God's like. Hello, there are promises if you just hold on. If you just push forward, if you just grab on to me. Another thing the Lord told me was, this is like something that I grab onto every single time when I'm in this pain situation. And it's Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He leads me in rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valleys, I will not be afraid. For you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil, and my cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all of the days of my life. I will live in the house of the Lord forever. See, when you read things like that, then you're like, God, how could I ever, ever question that I'm alone? How could I ever think that I'm in this painful place and I have nobody to call on? How can I allow the enemy to deceive me so much that I forget what you've already spoken? That I forget that you're a healing God. You're a God that brings healing. You're a God that, that crosses things over. That's what Pete was talking about this morning about the cross. He was like, some of us stay there in front of the cross, and we never get into our promises. We stand there, and we take all that's on the cross, and we see, how the re we see all this stuff, but we don't get to see the resurrection of things. The resurrection, to me, represents his promises because he made a choice. He made a choice to be under the resurrection power to come back to us through the Spirit of God and give us fullness of the promises that God already put inside of you and me. There was a choice that was made that day, and he made a great choice for a whole 
generations and generations to come. It wasn't just like, oh, I, I just want to do it for just a few people. It's like, I want to do it for generations and generations and generations and generations. But if we haven't learned to step into those promises of God, then how are we going to teach the next generation not to be in pain anymore? So I've been asking God, I said, God, I said, you've got to show me. You've got to show me to get past the pain and to see you by the way you look at things. <clears throat> Psalms 30, 11 says this. Look what it says. I'm going to read you the Passion Translation because I love the way they put it. Then, the broke, then he broke through, transformed all my wailing into a whirling dance <laughs> of ecstatic praise and he has torn the veil and lifted from me the sad heaviness of mourning. He wrapped me up in the glory garments of gladness. That's what he does. He takes his garment of praise and he wraps it around us. And he begins to twirl us to dance for the kingdom, to dance for the Lord. And he throws down this incredible joy on us that we no longer could have no choice but to step away from pain to see the promises. That we can pull down from heaven the great things he has for us and no longer are we focused on the pain. No longer are we focused of the would have, could have, should haves in our lives. No longer are we focused, well, well, you know, well, where was God in this? Well, where was God in that? No, he was there. He's the one that pulled you out. He's the one that brought you that today and now you could be sitting here. You could be watching online, sitting there where God sent you to come and visit us, that you could hear this, that you don't have to be in pain anymore. You don't have to sit there and take on this crazy pain and live in that painful place for all your life because that's not how he designed any of us to be. None of us are meant to sit in this pain. So then I was praying in my office and the Lord has been taking me and these things with him. And, and I began to like, you know, God, <laughs> some of this stuff might be a little bit too much for people. But I have to make it count. I have to make every opportunity, every time that I get up here, that I value it, that I do everything that God says to do, and I'm obedient to what he says to do, and it surpasses all understanding in my mind. So one day, I don't share these stories lightly at all. And some of you are going to be stretched this morning. But the Lord told me to share this story. <clears throat> one day when I was in Texas, I was in worship. And we had like a, a, a young adult's night. And we were just before the Lord in worship. We were playing like CDs and like just in God's goodness in his presence. And all of a sudden, something happened this night. 
all of a sudden, I remember being so hungry, being so determined for a touch from God, that I remember I was just standing there just saying, God, whatever you want from me, God, whatever you, you tell me to do, whatever you want from me, God, I'll do it. I'll go and I'll, whatever you say, send me, God. And I would tell God that all the time when I lived in Texas. I would say, send me, God. Send me. I'll go, God. I'll be the sacrifice. I'll go and I'll do whatever you tell me to do. And one day I, was, I went off to be with the Lord in the secret place. And all of a sudden, I saw the garment of the Lord. And I saw his garment of praise fall from heaven and fall on the floor. And it was so beautiful, the garment of his praise, the garment he wears around his neck. And the Lord just kept telling me, pull it. Don't just pull it for yourself, but pull it for all those that are there tonight. Because they don't know how to pull. They don't know how to step into their promises. You've got to show them. You've got to show them that there's more than just the natural realm. There's a supernatural area that God wants to show us that we just can't just see things, the things in front of us anymore. We have to look at the supernatural things that his spirit has for us, that the heavens have for us. And so I'm literally, I probably looked crazy. I was there, and in the spirit, I could see this real garment fall from heaven. And I remember just pulling this thing down and pulling this thing down. You know why? Because me trying to understand that, me being with him was more important than me trying to understand it. So I just kept pulling it and pulling it and pulling it and pulling it. And I said, God, I said, I'll pull down as much of the garment as you need me to pull down for each and every person that's here tonight, God. For whatever they need, God, I'll pull it down. And, I, and, I, and I'm crawling, like in the natural, I'm crawling on the floor. And I'm pulling this thing down. And I'm pulling it down. And I'm pulling it down. People thought I was probably in worship, like just dancing or something. But I'm pulling it down and I'm pulling it down. And all of a sudden, I saw the cross. And I saw where the Lord was sitting there on the cross. And he was sitting up on the cross And I could hear the enemy talking to me right here by me. And the enemy was taunting me and being a terror to me. And he kept saying how I couldn't make it. He's like, that's too much for you. The place where you just entered in is too overwhelming for you. It's too much for you. You can't go on pulling. You can't go on pulling the garment because you're already growing weary and tired. And you just can't do this. And the Lord was talking to me all at the same time. And the Lord says, look at me. Look at me right now. Look at me face to face. Look at me. And as bad as I wanted to look at him, I couldn't look at him because the power of his face was so strong and so overwhelming that I couldn't dare to just look at him. It's not one of those things where you're like like from one person to another, just look at somebody. It's like this powerful presence deep thing that I don't take lightly and I was just like God I want to look at you but I can't God I can't look at you but I want to look at you with all of my being with all of my body I want to look at you and God says don't listen to him don't listen to him keep pulling down the garment 
Keep pulling down the things. Keep pulling down the things. Keep pulling until I tell you no more. He's like, and you can do this. You can do this. I'm telling you, keep looking at me. Keep your eyes on me. And through this whole process, I just kept coming to the Lord, and I just kept pulling it down and pulling it down, and I could see the Lord on the cross. And then the craziest thing was somebody who had never encountered these things before, somebody who was one of the leaders of the church, the Lord begins to speak to her and tells her, you need to go cover her. You need to go be there where she's at. You need to go over there. And she's like, God, but, you know, she's in worship. You know, I don't want to go and disturb what you're doing with her. So she goes over there, and she puts her hand on me. And all of a sudden, she goes in this encounter with God with me. And we're both in this encounter together. And she can hear and she can see everything that the Lord is showing me. And she's like, and the Lord tells her, don't say anything. Just stay there and help her. And so she's sitting there, and I'm pulling down this garment, and I'm pulling down, and I'm, and I'm hearing God, and God's like, you got to birth this thing. Everything that I've put on your life, everything that I've told you that you're going to do, every dream, every, every part that I put inside of you, you're about to give birth to this thing. And as much as you want to walk away, and as much as you want to just give up, you can't. You've got to give birth to this thing that I've put inside of you. You've got to step into your promises. And I was sitting there, and all of a sudden, I mean, in the natural, I probably looked like a crazy person. I had so much fire on me and so much on my body at the same time that I was so tired. And at the same time, I'm having this encounter with God. And God just keeps telling me to keep my focus on his face. And his eyes were like diamonds. They would just, just glimmer and shine. And they were so bright, this light that they carried inside of them. That I couldn't even, I, I would just take just minor glimpses at his face and minor glimpses of his eyes. Just so that way I can be captivated by his goodness. And when I went through this with my mom, the Lord reminded me of this encounter. And he says, you've got to get to your promises, Alice. You've got to step from your pain to your promises. And I know it's painful. And I know you're hurting. But you have to push through. Just like you pushed through in that encounter. You have to pull the praises down from heaven. You've got to still praise him. You've got to still worship him. You still have to pull everything from heaven, even the things you don't understand in this painful situation. And you've got to keep your eyes on me, not on anybody else but me. You've got to gird yourself up like that song says, show me your face, God. You've got to gird yourself up where you could just be you and the Lord and go to that secret place with him again. Because I'm telling you, even though the enemy shows us our pain, shows us all these horrible things that we've gone through in our life, I'm telling you today, it's time to enter into our promises. That verse I just read about the veil being torn, the veil has been torn. 
The veil literally was rent the day that he went through all the scarring and all all the beatings he took for us for our sins. That veil was literally torn just like every part of his skin was torn that day. That veil was torn for us that we could have a relationship with him, that we could come before the Lord and take in everything he has for us and not, and, and not be in pain anymore. So God is crossing us over. It's no longer looking at what, who's hurt you, who hasn't hurt you, who, who did this, who did that. It's, it's time that you allow God to come in and heal you from this pain this morning. And that you begin to cross over to the next thing he has for you. I want to read you one more verse. Psalms 103. Let all that I am praise the Lord. With my whole heart, I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. He forgives me all my sins and heals my diseases right there. Whatever disease that you're dealing with right now, right there you watching. If you have a sickness here this morning, right there, he heals all my diseases. Not maybe, not some of them. He heals all my diseases. I don't care if it's mental. I don't care if it's in your soul where you're sick in your soul and you're dealing with depression. He's going to heal you today. He's going to heal that very disease, that very, that very thing that intruded into your life that he doesn't want you to be in anymore. He doesn't want you to be sick. He doesn't want you to have this disease. He doesn't want you to be in this place any longer. So let's just raise our hands up in the air this morning. You that are watching, raise your hand right now, right there where you're at. Right there where you're at. Because we're going we're gonna to shift things and we're going to bring the goodness of God where you're at and in this place. And you stretch out your hand and just receive. God, we do an exchange with you this morning, God. We exchange our pain. We exchange our sickness, God. We exchange all of these things, God, that the enemy has been using every single time we're going to step into our promises, God. And we receive your promises this morning, God. We receive every promise that you've already spoken to us prophetically, God. We receive the great things that you have for us, that your goodness would come upon us, God. That every morning we wake up, your grace and your mercy is new every single day, God. And we don't have to live in that place of pain. We don't have to live in that place of depression. We don't have to live in that place of being sick and hurting any longer, God. God, we speak healing into the atmosphere this morning, God. That you would begin to heal your sons and your daughters, God. In their soul, in their spirit, God. In their head, God. Begin to erase all the lies of the enemy 
this morning, God, of deception, God. We break off all of deception right now, God. The lies of the enemy, God. No longer living in a place of pain, God, but walking and crossing over to our promises, God. Let's go ahead and stand right now. We're going to do an act of faith this morning. I literally saw myself crossing over. I started to have the Lord open my eyes and to see my dreams and to see the future the way that he saw it, not the way that I wanted to see it. So this morning, we're going to do an act of faith. You that are watching, you do an act of faith right now. And we're going to walk. I don't know where you're at. If you have to come up here, come up here. But we're crossing over this morning. We're not going to live in that place of despair any longer. God wants to heal you. He wants to mend your heart. He wants to begin to reignite dreams and hopes inside of you again. You are not going to be this bride that is a victim anymore. Oh, I, have, I went through this. Oh, I went through that. No, but God. But God this morning is here. And God this morning is going to come in and take you and cross you over to your promises. Not by anything great we've done, but because of what he's done. Because of, of every single scar he took on his back. For every single thing that he went through. That it's worth it. Everything we do. Everything you do is worth it. Everything is worth It's going to be worth it all. You just can't see it yet. But he's going to show it to you this morning. So you guys come up here. I want you guys just to line up. Nobody's going to pray with you. And we're going to do a step of faith this morning. I know sometimes it's, it seems silly the things that we do but let me tell you <laughs> if it means a breakthrough for your life who cares what anybody thinks or says right when you're at a desperate state and you need a breakthrough who cares what anybody says or thinks because when you're in a desperate state all you want is relief from your pain all you want is the promises. All you want is the next thing God has for you. And you don't care what you look like. God, we take hold this morning, God, of your goodness. We take hold of your breakthrough this morning, God. We are going to be kings and priests in this house, God. Kings and priests of promises, God. We're going to speak promise out of our mouths. We're going to speak purpose and destiny out of our mouths. We're going to agree with heaven this morning, God. And we're crossing over to something new, to something we don't know what it's going to look like, God. But we're crossing over, God, this morning. Right there where you're at. Begin to take a step forward on three. Begin to take a step forward on three. One, two, three. Begin to walk forward. Begin to walk forward. We're doing a step of faith into the promises. 
right there where you're at. Just do it by faith. Just cross over. Pick up your hands and worship the Lord and thank Him for the crossing. Thank Him for the promises that He's already spoken over your life. He speaks life, not death. We break every suicidal spirit right now in the name of Jesus. Everything that tries to keep you in that darkness, we break it off right now in the name of Jesus. You're going to have your breakthrough today.